My name is Joe, I'm the Dungeon Master for this campaign, and this is Advantage. Last episode, Grimton, Alaris, Morlinde, and Ulrich fled from the fires that destroyed the Pandominion's camp at Trail's End. With fear for their own lives and the lives of others, they ran to warn the people of Isatalos of the threat, only to discover that it was too late and that the Inferno was already consuming the city. The four divided in order to save the screaming throngs from danger and ushered them into the safe, protective waters of the Charmed River. Presiding druid Morlinde prayed to the primal spirits for refuge, only to realize that the blaze turning the watched forest into smoke was the spirit Everflame. The survivors watched in horror as the monster devoured Isatalos, leaving behind only the charred, blackened skeletons of their homes in the ashes. And that's where we'll pick up. lifeless, barren remains of Isitalos. Corpses of homes and skeletal trees stretch to the horizon in all directions. The image of the monstrous flames consuming the city is still replaying in your mind. Give me a will save. So, Sorry, I'm wisdom gonna... saving throw. Wisdom. Goodness gracious. I mean, I'm For never going to be able to get out of 4th edition. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> Nat 20. Boom. No. 17. Uh, I rolled 12. You got a 7. Morlinde, be- because at the realization of it being Everflame that's doing this, and, and that destroyed your home, and because of the uh, kind of comatose state that you were in when you first realized that, now, a few hours later after the burning has already passed, you're able to cope with it more, but unfortunately... Um, Grimton and Ulrich, you're just now feeling like the crushing weight of it. And you two feel particularly on edge from the trauma until your next full rest. Now would be a great opportunity for some skill checks, should you want to make them. So we're, we're just like in Isatalos and everything is gone. And people are just like ambling around, depressed. Salvaging. Uh, you make it sound a little less traumatic than it is. No, I mean I'm just trying uh, to get an idea for like what is actively happening. Yeah, so right now people are, are wading out of the water and just looking at the awesome horror that has happened in their homes. I'd like to see about my home. Okay. Um. I didn't have much, but... Yeah, so... As I recall from uh, your character sheets, or your backgrounds that you submitted to me, you 
had a small apartment that was facilitated and um, kind of given to you by Isotamos that was above a nice bakery. Um, and both of those are gone. Uh, the, the foundation, like the, the bottom story was made out of rock and that's, that has survived, but um, the upper story and the, the thatched roof are burnt completely. I'd like to kind of poke through the rubble and see if any of my personal effects survived. Give me an investigation roll. Twelve. Alright, so I'm gonna let you choose two objects that you would like to take from your home. I'm gonna let you choose your guts. I gotta remember what's in my home. Uh, oh! My flute. Yeah. Uh, so you, you find your flute and it's a little battered. What, was it what uh, was it a wooden flute or a metal flute? Uh, it was wooden. I I would okay. like it to still be usable, but have noticeable wear. Yeah, that's um, fine with me. Like some scars and scratches on it, but like it still sounds okay. Yeah. Um, so my flute for sure. Um, and then I'll go ahead and say that I I kept. Huh? Do you mind if I add something instead? Sure. You find a tin of your pipeweed. Yeah, okay. So I find my flute and a tin of the pipeweed. Auric, would you like to explain the significance of pipeweed to your character? Before Ulrich made their way to Isatelis, they lived actually in Kolgafir across the um, channel. What is it? What is it? I don't remember what it's called. Straight. Straight. There we go. Little tucked away. Village is even a strong word because gnomes are generally nomadic people, um, but we had settled there for a while uh, and grew, or, or found, and then therefore cultivated a wonderful pipeweed. Um, and I say weed, not like mind-altering substance, but like tobacco. And uh, traded with a select few people who knew where we were and what we what we had, and so like that was our livelihood as far as getting goods from other places that we that we couldn't get. Being able to uh, have this pipeweed now, I'm sure, is a heartfelt reminder of the home that you lost before that is somehow continued to be with you despite the atrocities that just happened. Right, um, because a, a similar uh, instance, like my home was burned um, and destroyed by soldiers uh, instead of something larger, I suppose. but. Um, it also brings me a little bit of happiness that I still have this remnant from home, but also is a reminder that I still no longer have a home. Um, same, for, same for the flute. So Morlinde, uh, go ahead and give me a perception check to try to find your folks. Okay. 24. As you look across the scape of people crying and weeping with their own families uh, for your parents, you do see them and they're searching for you and then your eyes meet and you run together and they they embrace you. Morlinde, we're so glad you're alive. And they're, we- they're weeping with joy and their care is less about the home that they lost and more about preserving you and your protection. We, we knew you were in the forest. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're just so happy you're alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. 
but we need to find the elders and get this all sorted out before chaos ensues. Well, chaos ensues uh, even worse. Quick. Uh, Elder, Elder Craw. He, he, he is, he's badly burnt. Come. I can handle that. You follow your parents and you see a group of people huddled around uh, Jacob Craw, who's one of the elders that voted to, uh, voted to allow the Pandominion in. And he's badly blistered and red from the heat. He's not responding. He's just laying on the ash. His, his breath is short and his eyes are uh, eyes are closed. You want to give me a medicine check? Yeah. Um, while I am deciding how to heal this guy, I'm also going to yell at everybody to back up because they're way too close. Yeah, uh, they take a couple of spaces back, but their faces are obviously distraught and like one of their one of their principal leaders is suffering so horribly from this. Yeah, well, I can handle check? this. I rolled a uh, 19 plus 5. 24. Awesome. So you use your magical druidic powers to cease whatever bleeding is uh, going on right now and cool the burns. You rip off a piece of your own garments and dip it in the, in the charmed river and apply it to some of the worst areas. And fierce angry screaming just like cuts through the sobbing and they say they did this the panda minion has destroyed us look what they've done we have to stop them they must be held accountable can i pinpoint the person who's yelling um, it's a an older elven woman while i'm still uh healing craw i yell fiercely back at her this was not the panda minion they did not start this fire this was something else completely. Do not blame them and definitely keep calm. Elder Parent Cyanidel walks forward and looks at you and says, you know nothing of this. You Excuse do not me? know what is happening. This was not the Pandominion. I know that for a fact. We need to have a meeting with the elders to get this sorted out before you guys do anything ridiculous. No, justice must be had. Um, assuming so I'm... you're telling me that justice is you doing something ridiculous? That's fantastic. Thank you. And then well, I'm going to take a step back and breathe because I see that I'm getting angry and it's not helping. Um, I'm also nearby and I'm going to hop in and uh, aid if I can. And say, Okay. Um, I am Ulrich uh, of the Warden Scout. I was present. Uh, in the Pandominion camp when the fire started, not only were they otherwise engaged and had nothing to do with it, but they also actively worked to put out the fire for the surrounding forest. That doesn't mean that they didn't start the fire. Why would they start a fire? They are trying to trade with us. You can't trade with a city that's burned down. Maybe this is a discussion... It doesn't mean it was purposeful. Maybe this is a discussion better had not in front of the entire city that's still here. Elder Fallhide does approach the group. She's shaking considerably and distraught but she's able to maintain like a, a, a firm demanding tone and she says elder cyanidum Alric is right may i suggest that we gather the elder council and seek spiritual guidance from our presiding druid before we do anything rash and cyanidum agrees she announces to the crowd of the traumatized survivors to begin helping those who have been injured and to search through the survivors she ushers you Merlinde to follow her into the husk of what was the shelter of spirits and you remember all the times when Kareth was the one who 
would be called for guidance. And now that heavy burden lays upon your shoulders. I'm uh, I'm gonna go try to find Grimton. Okay, you do. You find him. Grimton, uh, I think that we should head back and report, see if there's anyone surviving it left at our camp. Elorus, do you know if people here need more help? And I look around to see if anybody needs help. As you look around, you do see uh, people in great need. There's a half-elf child who's crying out for his parents, uh, there are individuals just wandering out into the ashen landscape alone. Um, Brabuck, the half-orc uh, friend of Ulrich, is organizing a line of people to sweep through the this side of Isatalus to look for survivors, though he is uh, badly burned and blistered himself. Um, and there are still many people suffering uh, from their own wounds. Alurus, I think... It might be more useful if I stay here. Okay. I will I will head back to our contingent, um, report, see if there's anyone around, and bring back help if I can. Elorus, you begin your trek of a couple hours north out of the city into a world that is in some parts still on fire. The, the ground is gray and ashen. The trees are black they have no more canopies the wind is blowing embers everywhere and it's spooky and not like the place that you've spent for the past couple months so what's going on in Isitalis now with Auric and Grimton uh, you mentioned there was a boy trying to find his parents. He's standing still just because, like, his body doesn't know what to do and how to handle this. But he's he's just crying, just looking around, just weeping and sobbing. Uh, Mom and Dad, where are you? I'm going to approach him and uh, attempt to calm him down. Okay. What do your parents look like? Maybe I can help you find them. <sighs> Uh, my, uh, my, my mom has has dark skin. She's obviously a human, uh, and my my father is an an elf. I, I don't know their names. Like he he's a young kid. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, like put my hand on his shoulder and try to like usher him towards a bigger group of people that might know who he is. Roll a d20 for me. 18. You usher him to this crowd, and the cr- it's a pretty big crowd at this point, uh, of survivors. And in those people is a woman who's, who's calling out for his, her son, Riffy, and then their eyes meet, and they run together. And she she picks him up and holds him, and she's, she's so glad that he's safe. Riffy says, where's dad? Where, where's dad? And she, she begins weeping, and she says that... Uh, his father was swept downstream in the river. Has anybody gone to look for him? 
I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I had to find Riffy. <sighs> uh, the group that was sweeping for survivors, it, are they going in that general direction? No, they're not. They're, they're on land, not in the water. I'm going to try to follow the river, see if I can find anybody. Okay. Uh, so if you follow the river downstream, uh, you're going north which would essentially get you back to Trails End, where the contingent was. Okay. Um, and you just want to mosey in, not mosey, <laughs> makes it sound a lot more casual, <laughs> and you ju- you, you're you just going to uh, follow that direction and see if you can find survivors that may have been washed downstream. Yeah, basically. Okay, so you also begin a journey north. Uh, that leaves <laughs> Ulrich. You are surrounded by... Uh, Weeping throngs. Uh, I'm going to try to find really anybody in charge, but specifically I'm looking for any other Warden Scout, either in my squadron or otherwise. Squadron or, uh, or otherwise, but I'm also specifically looking for my Chief Arrow. You are able to find another person, uh, the elf Runlin Elmwood. She's... Uh, bandaging people up and helping them she doesn't have any uh magic but she's just applying basic first aid right ren have you seen anyone else from the warden scout no i haven't can you help with these bandages i can help a little sure uh let's work and talk Uh, okay so uh give me a medicine check on with disadvantage as you try to converse and give aid That's probably going to be the roll I end up with. No, it's... Oh my gosh! I roll five for my medicine check. You're not really paying much attention, but <laughs> you are conversing, and so you don't really know that you're doing a bad job. Am I Am I assisting even a little bit? Yeah, you're... you're okay, I am being helped. You're giving, you're giving some aid. It's not like you're just pressing your finger into open wounds. <laughs> um... <laughs> So Ren, you haven't you haven't heard from from either Phil or Chief Arrow or anybody else. It's just been you. No, I haven't heard from Allril or Amre or Kurt. They were all in the in the forest with you on patrol, uh, not with you with you, but like right. just on patrol, on duty. Uh, Philburn and I were the only were the only ones that were off. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen Chief Arrow. During, during the incident, where, where were you in the city as far as just, like, what all did you see? I'm just kind of looking for a sort of status report. In a shop, and then I heard crying and wailing, and I run outside, and here we are now, and I am trying to deal with this emotionally, but not very well. It's, it's going to be rough. Uh, right now, I think we need to focus in on our jobs, so um, taking care of the wounded is definitely a good idea. Um the elders are about to meet or they're meeting right now um tensions are hot over there and some security might not be a bad idea if we can sort of usher any of the wounded and any any that are here um that way or perhaps it would be better to use the council valley as a makeshift hospital not a bad idea let's start uh rounding people up and and getting them that way
keep trekking your way north to go find Trails End and the contingent and get a status report and any noteworthy things I see on the way? Only that like, it doesn't I'm, look well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, obviously everything's a barren wasteland, but, like, is there anything, like, something I could quickly help, like, anyone in, like, I don't know. You know what I mean. You, you do see, not people, but you see animals that are wounded and burned, and s some of them are certainly dead. But uh, you come across a deer that is breathing very quickly, trying to catch its breath. It's like, this, it, its side is just scalded and blistered. I don't know. I think I, I think LRS would probably just think it's best to press on. As as you continue to press on, you hear the sound of splashing in the water, Charmed River. I'm gonna assume you go investigate. Sure. Yeah. You see an elven fellow trying to help a couple other people up out of the water and onto the bank, and helping treat their wounds. He says, "Please, please, please help me." I'll go and help them. You're there with this elf and a couple other. Uh, people of various races <laughs> and, and gender trying to collect everybody and uh, get them out of the water. <laughs> he says, thank you. No problem. My name's Gull. Uh, I got swept down, down stream from Isitalis. Well, you're, you're safe now for the most part. I need to find my family. I, I, I'm sure that they're back at Isitalos. I would just make my way back there. Will you accompany me? Where are you going? I'm going uh, to check on the Pandemonium con contingent. Why on earth would you do that? They did this. There's no there's no evidence to say that they did this, and I don't believe that they would. They might be able to help. They have a lot of strong men. They might be able to come and assist with helping people in Isitalos. I... I wish you luck on your journey. Thank you. And I can only hope that that is true. And he thanks you for your service and begins ushering the others. We, we are going to circle back to Grimton real quick. So as, as you, not wait, but like follow the bank of, of the river north downstream, you do come across an elven guy who's trailing three or four other folk. He says, are you, are, are you coming from Isitalis? Yes, I am. Are they okay? Did you get washed up here? I did. We we all survived. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. I'm not gonna lie to you, but there are survivors. Do you think there are any more of you? It's hard to say. Uh, this is, this is all that we could find. We should head back then. And he he's weeping. Um, my 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 wife and my son are. Oh, I don't. What are their names? Her name is Baluna. His name is Riffy. Your family's fine, sir. Rest easy. Have you seen them? Yes. As a matter of fact, you're the reason I'm following the river. Praise the spirits. Quick. We we must get them. And uh, he picks up his face and begins to jog back to Isitalis. And I assume you follow, or do you want to continue heading north? I'm going to follow them back to Isitalos. Alaris, eventually, you happen upon where the Pandominion camp should be. 
Okay. And most everything is burned. There are a few a few survivors uh, that were in the river, but for for the general most part, this is a city of tents that were tucked very intimately uh, between the trees. Nothing really stood a chance. So as as you walk through Trails End, you are mostly surrounded by pieces of like metal hardware and tools. You don't see in Canis. You also don't see the barge where uh, Dexby, the the gnome that was complaining against or complaining about the uh, the sprites taking all our stuff. Yeah, so that's gone too. So what do you? What's your course of action here? Um, I mean, I guess I'm gonna go try to find the people that survived in the river. I, I'm gonna assume that you're helping them with any um, health issues that they might be sustaining and trying to yeah. give them first aid. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me a medicine roll. Okay. Ten. Okay, so you help out to to a certain degree. Um, yeah. And do what you can. These people don't seem particularly concerned with where you were or anything like that. They're just surrounded by decimated stuff, and they're just trying to figure out what to do next. Who's the Who's the commanding officer? There doesn't appear to be one. These are, These aren't like military folk. I mean, I, you know what I mean. Like, who's in charge? Like, there's not, not anyone in charge. So, you you find a guy named Colin who's uh, seems to be ch- taking charge. Okay. How many uh, total mem- people are there? Uh, seventeen. Okay. I just rolled. <laughs> and seven seventeen out of like eighty. Right. That, yeah. Uh, were there in trails end with you, and there were there were more people farther north along the trail or the tent city of right. forest edge is it closer to get back to the larger part of our people or is it closer to get to isotalos it's easier to get back to isotalos you were only within a day's walk of um of isotalos it, it's been a couple weeks since you were at trails edge or sorry at forest edge um so it'd take you a couple nights to get all the way back to the edge of the forest which which is why they had the barge shipping stuff up and down the uh, river. I'll talk to Colin. Let's see that we had it pretty rough here. Were you not here? Uh, no, I was. I, I uh, was with the a uh, couple of Isitalosians. Is Italians? Is Italians? He says, "My God, how are they?" Uh, oh, as bad off as we are. That's terrible. And Candace is dead. Well, that's unfortunate. You warned us about this. Yep. I hope we don't face any danger or retaliation. Actually, now that I think about it, the best thing that we can do is get the hell out of here. I think that's definitely for the best. I think that um, you guys should make back for uh, the bigger contingent and see if anything happens, like how far this devastation goes. You say you guys like you're not coming with us. Um, I think I need to go back to Isitalos and help out there. May I ask why? Feel drawn. Guilt? Maybe a little. He he seems to have taken notice of your uh, half-elfness. And he nods and he says, Can you stay for a little bit and help us collect the injured and bury the dead? Yes, I can. Hey friends, it's your pal Joe. 
Uh, intense story so far, huh? We've got a whole team of people that have helped us tell the story for whom we are incredibly thankful. Um, here's to Daniel Grayling, who did our artwork, and Blake Bost for the fantastic custom score. He recently published our overture to his portfolio over at soundcloud.com slash blakebost. Labor of Love Graphics helped put our website together, and you can find them at laboroflovegraphics.com. We are super proud of that site. It has maps and location details on the Watched Forest and the Pandominion and some other geopolitical regions across the cusp. There are bios on the players and their characters, and even links to custom tabletop menus designed by the cast using HeroForge. So if you want to get a miniature of your favorite dwarven fighter, Grimton Steadyhand, which, despite having an incorrect amount of legs, is still pretty rad. You can, of course, find our show on the social media. Um, our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at Advantage D&D. During our recording sessions, we've also been doing some uh, live video using Periscope, so you can come hang out with us as we struggle with technology. Sarah, Zach, Yessi, Stephen, and I are all totally stunned with the amount of support that we've received in just the first five episodes that we've published. The tweets, emails, and fan art are phenomenal, and they're really encouraging for us to want to produce more content for you in the future. There are either one or two more episodes of this kind of exposition series, after which we're planning on doing a sit-down to record our first mailbag. Um, please send us any questions that you have about the show, the cast, the characters, the world, or the story, and we'll all sit down together and answer them. If you're super brave and would like to record your question or comments and send it to us, open up your phone's voice recording app and email that file to advantagednd at gmail.com. We'll also read and respond to all the great ratings that we receive on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Finally, thanks to Sully the DM of the podcast How Friends Roll, which launched their first episodes just like a mere month before we did. And it's been an absolute joy to be on this novice podcasting journey with him. We also may or may not be talking about mixing it up with their group sometime in the undetermined future. So who knows? You can find his show on iTunes or on Twitter at How Friends Roll. Uh, it's a fantastic series. Check it out. And now, let's return to the show. Thank you. surviving members of the Elder Council. Elders Fallhide and Yesrik, who votes to allow the Pandominion into the forest, and Elders Cyanidel and Melame, who voted against it. Elder Craw is still incapacitated, and Elder Bria Amakir, who voted against, is missing completely. The ceremonial benches have been reduced to ash in the flickering embers in the middle, where the small fire was once lit during the new moon conclaves, are now just a cruel reminder of the trauma that Isatel has just witnessed. Elders Cyanidel and Melame 
and fold damp robes and pass them out to the others. He steps on the embers in the middle to smother them. Smoke curls around the elder's foot as he speaks in Elvish. He says, This is what Isitalos has chosen as their fate. This is what our people voted for. The Pandominion has brought their gods into the watched forest and has wiped us out. They must pay for this. Do you not agree, presiding druid? This was a long time coming. This was not the spirits becoming angered, being angry at us because of our one decision to let uh, the Pandominion into the forest. This, this wasn't a reaction to one event. I think you're right. The spirits think we did deserve this. It's not because of that vote, and we can't blame those who voted that way. This is Isitalis' fault, but I don't think anyone can be punished either. Elder Fallide speaks up. She says, I believe that our primary focus should be taking care of survivors. Our lives were here, and I agree that the history and those traditions should be honored, but we need to recover first. This is a time for grieving and remembering those who died, for healing our hearts as well as our bodies. And Cyanidal just spits back. He says, I demand immediate action. They must be brought to justice. They must feel our wrath. Morlinde, tell this halfling that the spirits demand action. Remind her of the Stormhawk against the gods. No, the spirits did action. They burned us down. Like, it's done. There's nothing we need to do. It can't stop here. Why not? What are we supposed to do? We have no resources. We have nothing. We are, like, this happened hours ago. We're still in mourning. We're still finding, like, figuring out whether people are still alive. We have to tend to our injured. We have to figure out how to feed people. We have so many more important things to do than your so important vengeance. That's not what we need right now as a community. The spirits did what they wanted. They don't need us to do anything else right now. Elder Fallhide, uh, who's still speaking in fluent Elven, says, Don't you dare speak down to me because I am not of old blood. I care deeply for these people as you do, Elder Cyanidel. I propose that we stay here for a few days and gather our dead and care for our remaining. We will hold a lament for those who we have lost, and then we'll find a new home, a, a new life. South, maybe, to, to Letras. We can bathe in the spirit pool of the world healer. And Cyanidel, now, he says, you call yourself an elder, yet you wish to see us abandon Isitalos? I am of an ancient lineage, yes, and I will not sit quietly and watch my heritage go up in smoke. He turns to you, Morlinde. He says, how can you stand there and allow her to speak like this? How can you speak like this? You should never have been tapped as the young oak. You do not have our bloodline, nor do you have our spiritual eye. Perhaps Kareth was correct. Perhaps you're correct. Isatalos does need to reap what it has sown. He says, I will take us to the Rock of Visions. We will seek their counsel from presiding druid Valric. Perhaps we can have some real spiritual guidance under his leadership. The Tempest Oath will certainly lend us aid to rise an army against the Pandominion. Morlinde, go ahead and give me a religion or a history check, whichever you want. And then can I argue? Thirteen. That's enough. Uh, so, the Rock of Visions is a heavily spiritual community on the bank of the Soul Serpent's Lake, um, and near 
the geographical landmarkers of Carver's Teeth and the river Always Falling. All these geographical formations are all named after spirits. How, um, uh, how far is that from Isatalus? If you're taking your time, probably a week walk. If you go to advantagednd.com world and look at the map there, you can see a big old lake in the middle of uh, the watched forest and three little rocky formations. Those are Carver's Teeth. That's Soul Serpent's Lake. And then the river that flows through it is always falling. So the Rock of Visions is under direct authority of their presiding druid, uh, who you know to be Ilrun Valric, um, which is different from how Isitalis runs their government, right? He also has a young oak named Valnot. You've never met him before, but you know that he was the champion of the Tempest Oath, who are a team of zealot heroes named after Stormhawk. Right now, what Isitalis needs is a heal and to survive and to figure out what to do next. If we just run into fighting, if we just run into uh, meeting with meeting with zealots and meeting with people who are so religious they can't think straight, that's only going to bring us more death and more destruction. I don't want any more pain of this nature, at least, to come upon the, uh, the people of Isitalis for apparently whatever for the for the spiritual um laziness that we have that we've experienced the past few generations it's time to start fresh but i don't think violence and going after the pandominion is the way to do that for our people how can you say the words that we are so spiritually lazy and need refreshing and not see that this is where the spirits are calling us. We must take up arms. And the elder Falhide interrupts. She says, Presiding Druid, do not allow him to do this. If nothing else, we must have a vote in the council. Uh, who's there in the room again? Who's not incapacitated? Um, so you got uh, elders Falhide and Yesrik, who both voted to allow the Pandominion in. You've got Cyanidel and Melame, who voted against Alder Craw, who is for allowing the pandemonium and is incapacitated. You know that you were, you treated his wounds and all that, right? And Elder Bria Amakir, who voted against, is missing completely. And then there's you. So we have an even number of elders. Correct. Do I get to be the tiebreaker, or is that not a thing? That's not a thing. All you can do is just advise spiritually. Well, nobody's freaking listening to me anyway. You know that if the vote remains a tie, then uh, it gets taken to the public. The options on the table are go to the Rock of Visions, mm-hmm. which is Anadel, or what Fallhide suggested, which was take a couple days to heal at the uh, remnants of Isitalos and then go to Letras, the City of Healing. Yes. Let me roll a dice. It's not really a surprise to you when the vote comes out even. Uh, it's split the same way that it was during the New Moon Conclave months ago. Elder Cyanadel and Melame vote to march to the Rock of Visions immediately. And still, Elders Yesrik and Falhide vote to stay and have the few days to recover and then travel to Letras, yada, yada, yada. So, it does, it has to be taken to a public vote. <laughs> Upon that realization, Cyanadel says, The public are fools. They have been saturated with the weak. Isataus cannot allow this to happen again. We will compromise, Falhide. 
You will have your lament, and then we will have our vote. Cyanidal walks out of the Shelter of Spirits. Elorus, Ulrich, and Grimton, you hear shouting from the direction of the shelter, and you turn around to see Cyanidel yelling to the crowd as he begins to walk forward. He says, start collecting the bodies and taking attendance. Make careful count of who we may be missing. Tomorrow night, we will hold a lament and mourn for those we have lost. audience we are recording this at uh 9 in the morning we've been here for about an hour already 